Because it's mythology and history and conspiracies and creatures. Basically just weird shit. Basically. So this is our first uh, episode. And uh, what are you gonna what are you gonna tell me about today, Spring? Today I'm, we're gonna talk about uh Saints. Ooh. I have uh, Saint Adrian and Saint Agatha because I find that Saints have a lot of uh, mythology around them because, you know, people weren't able to document everything, you know. Verbatim? Is that the word verbatim? Yeah. So there's always a little. There's modern day saints too, though. True, but, but I'm sticking with the. I mean, ones and people from still like make up weird shit. <laughs> fourth century, third century saints. Those are the ones that I'm kind of. Yeah, interested in. I think they were a little more wild. So uh, the first one is Saint Adrian. He uh, lived during the fourth century. In Christian legend, he is considered a military saint. What? But well, how's it? What is a military saint? Ah. Uh, Will will ex- he he's the one that the military people are supposed to like uh, call upon in time of need. You know okay. what I mean. So he's supposed to be the one to look out for him. The reason why is he started off as a pagan officer, who during a protest he saw a bunch of Christians and how brave and strong they were, and decided that while they were getting carted off to jail, he was going to join them. All right, and converted to Christianity right there. Um, while he was sin- sitting in prison, his wife had heard about it. Now, secretly behind his back, she had already converted. She just didn't say shit to him. Where was where was this taking place? This, um, I'm guessing in, in Rome. Rome I want to yeah, say Roman in the Empire. Rome because pagans. So yeah, in the Roman Empire somewhere. I'm guessing, but yeah, in fourth this is century. why it's the first episode because I didn't bring all my shit. But anyway, no, <laughs> these are, psh, hey, no. this isn't an academic <laughs> podcast. This is a bullshitting about fourth century. Shit. You know, they were all in the mainly European area. Like, you know, <laughs> is that the only place people existed in the fourth century? <laughs> For. This episode, yes. <laughs> okay, for, for our purposes, there are only people in Europe. At least writing about this shit about St. Adrian, okay? Back to the point. He, His wife found out that he was just arrested as a Christian. And um, he decided to... Uh, she ran down there to praise him. And she... Apparently, the quote is that she kissed the chains that he was bound with. Can't and... Be. Mm-mm. She then encouraged him that since he's already in prison, since he's now a Christian, he should really go into martyrdom. Which, you know, means to die. So she... <laughs> I think she had a side piece. <laughs> oh, shit. Husband's okay. locked up. This has been a great weekend, but how can I take this <laughs> She would go all the time. All the time. Like, you should really do this. You should Maybe really consider being a martyr. Was in you should... <laughs> I bet he was one of those Christian guys. Well, then the emperor found mm. out that the women were coming down to the prison by the Christians, so he said that they weren't allowed. 
This bitch was so determined, she shaved her head, dressed in drag, just to continue to go down there to encourage her husband to be martyred. <laughs> Eventually, it happened. After a while, I mean, I don't know how willing he was on this either. He just tried out Christianity. So like, what, do, you, do you have her name? Um, Her name was Natalie, I believe. Really? I think she should be the patron saint of <laughs> drag queens. <laughs> no, no, because he's evil. Well, <laughs> when he... Why? Drag queens don't encourage men but to be she was, killed she was for like, the cause. She was the OG cross-dresser. <laughs> no, no. She did it out of evil, not out of expression. Oh. No, this was evil. She was all like, oh, oh, you don't want me to tell my husband to die? I'll fucking dress as a man and tell him <laughs> that he's gotta die. Like, they think they can keep me out of here? You're gonna get some hope to live? Fuck no. I'm coming I mean, in. Were they really trying to keep him alive, though? I don't know, but, like, if you're coming down there on a regular basis to encourage martyr him, I mean, like, that, or to die, like, enough yeah. that they had to banish them and tell them, like, ah, ladies, stay home. We can't have this shit going on. I mean, I think she was just going down there to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, when it finally happened, when the the whole thing finally happened, he was, she got her wish because he was sawed in pieces like his, his legs were hewned off of him and his arms too and then just to make this amazing she encouraged and she's like no you have to take off his hands like the saints before him otherwise he hasn't suffered like a saint so they fucking chopped off his hands she just wanted a souvenir <laughs> then he died ah just wait just wait after he died she did gather his body and take him to like fled to another town so i don't know if she just like what well, i don't with a I, hand on her pants <laughs> i don't know so that is that's that guy. I guess maybe a saint, but like you married an evil, evil lady who just wanted you to die so she could take your body. And I don't know if she made money off of it or if she was just trying to like pull him around as a relic and stuff like. So I mean, I don't know. This she, is just this she, just goes to show kind of how crazy uh, religion gets. She's like, like Carol Baskins. <laughs> She just wanted the money. She just wanted the fame. She didn't really give two shits about her husband. Because if you loved the guy, you wouldn't be encouraging him to Take die. Take his body on a martyrdom <laughs> tour. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Hello, Jerusalem. <laughs> We've got martyrs here. For $5, <laughs> you can kiss this right hand. <laughs> All right. The second one. I got I to gotta go with the second one. St. Agatha. Sounds familiar. She, she's known as, like, the patron saint of, like, breast cancer survivors and stuff like that so you can kind of guess about what this all centered around are they chopping her boobs off I some, I some legends <laughs> do say that her boobs were because she didn't want to have sex with this Quintan or what is it oh hold on let me look at his name it's like Quin something Quintanus yes Quint it looks like anus but Quintanus, you know, he, um, quaint, quaint, a quaint <laughs> he wanted to have sex with her. She didn't want to have sex with him. So he, uh, in his ideas of like, okay, well, I'm just going to send you to a whorehouse and you're going to stay there for a bit and you're going to succumb to having sex and then you're going to come back to me and we're going to have sex. She stayed there That's for weird. like a while, but she didn't lose her virginity. Which I'm gonna throw this out there. Kudos to that whorehouse on respecting her, yeah, you know, her consent. her her consent. Correct, because how else back then did you go to a whorehouse and not 
like have sex. Somebody was gonna do it, right? There's it, there was no when was when was this taking place? In the third century. Third century. Jeez. So ish. Yeah. So I mean the fact that they respected it and she came out of there a virgin, supposedly is I quite mean, amazing. In this religion, one of the, the, the key uh, players was a virgin that, that <laughs> had a baby. So, so just say it. When she, um, he had forced her to turn away, uh, hold on. It was something she, I think she was pressed. Like her breasts were pressed and she was tortured a little bit. But at night, Saint, uh, an angel came to visit her. And he gave her his celestial ointment which mm. she then rubbed on her sore p- spots, and she was healed the next day. Which makes me think that it's angel jizz. I'm just gonna say that's where my mind went. <laughs> I mean, celestial ointment. I'm gonna have to start using that one. Hey, baby, who wants some celestial ointment? Uh, <laughs> if you're cheers. an ordained minister, cheers you, can, what <laughs> you, can, you can make the sign of the cross over your wiener beforehand, and everything out is blessed, isn't it? Like On an, another popular podcast, which I will not name, <laughs> they recently talked about a South African preacher who uh, farts on people. See? See? So, I mean... So, it's believable. When she came out, there's legends that he had hot rollers because he was pissed that her boobs were all healed and she was all healed from the torture and she still didn't want to have sex with him. But somehow, she, like I said, she's having sex with somebody, I'm assuming. This guy. Just... <laughs> then he demanded Dude. that her tits be ripped off. What the fuck? And either with hot pinchers or they were rolled over with hot coal. So the legend kind of gets a little Jesus. like he was mad. So <sighs> this is where... There was at least six boobs that were floating around as relics at one time, claiming oh, to be her breasts. Whoa. So imagine going into church and there's a fucking mummified tits in the, the pew. We got Agatha's titties. <laughs> and, it's kind of um, like the Rasputin's cock that turned out to be a sea cucumber or something. But it makes me wonder, like, whose tits were really floating around? Like, six of them. Oh, six of them, I hope right? they, like took them after death even though that's still terrible still, but. yes and if they were ripping them off with hot pinchers like did they try to go like for accuracy it wouldn't, or i wouldn't put it past some of these churches just and like, then uh God. one of these days they just they have some real fanatic fanatical followers they just get a titty in the collection plate <laughs> well um there is some that some artists did do or do dirty because they decided to like remove the the fact that her relic is tits and that she's sometimes drawn with loaves of bread. What? So on her feast day, I'm it is common to eat like bread and to bake lots of bread because of that. And so it's kind of like, is it her boob? Is you it make bread? Like titty loaves or something. Titty loaves. I mean, like I would make bread that looked just like <laughs> a little nipple. On it. I don't think they little, might. They might. But that's basically St. Agatha. We remember her for remaining a virgin, and her tits her. were ripped off and floating around in churches. Wait, this, this picture... Is there titty bread? Or did you just like, find titty bread? I don't know if it's boobs on the plate, or if it's bread. Like... It, it might be... Oh, this is just straight up... She's holding up boobs on a tray. <laughs> what the hell? I'm telling you, she... And, like, a Brusso is somewhere... Where they apparently make this special loaf that looks like a bunch of tits. So that's apparently the Christian thing to do, is to, when you have the obscenity oh. of boobs, you no. must turn it into bread. Look, in Italy, they make these little cakes with cherries on top. For the nipples. That look like, yeah, they look like titties. Hell yeah. All right, at least that's cool. 
<laughs> I gotta say, like, <laughs> as far as sayings go, titty Wait, bread. But how bad is that? The fact that you held on to your virtue just for everyone to make tit bread for you. Like, <laughs> I don't know. As a feminist, that feels a little like, so even in my death, I'm only remembered for my tits. That's but you're it? still That's remembered. It? You're still remembered, and though. from the third century. <laughs> like For tits. For tits. Your tits must have been awesome. <laughs> Damn. They made bread about your tits. <laughs> Over a thousand years. Like, nearly, like, we're going on to, like, 2000. So, like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even need to have a... What, what, uh, what month is her... I don't know what her feast month is, though. I have to... Because we, we should start making tit bread. I would start making titty bread for this. Um, February 6th. It passed. Oh, it passed. All right. All so right. next year... We're going to bring this back as an anniversary podcast. We're going to remind you guys to make your titty bread like titty a month bread. early and then share it on <laughs> socials. Tag us. We'll make a social media account. We're going to bring back St. Agatha. Fuck that. that. That woman was strong. She understood consent laws. We can bring her back. Apparently St. Adrian's wife tits. sucks. St. Adrian's wife sucks. St. Agatha is awesome. <laughs> oh, dang. I got to remember not to tap on the table. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Okay. All right, Mr. Joseph. All right. So what I'm going to tell you about today is uh, a pretty interesting native legend that I came across. Ooh. And um, Ooh. so it dawned on me that I've never seen you swim. We've been friends for years. You've gone to the beach. I've never <laughs> seen you get more than like ankle deep. Do you, do you have a fear of water? No, I do. I, I'm really buoyant. Like my butt never sinks. Like my kids try to dunk me all the time and I come up ass first all the time. I How do you feel about buoyant. like deep water? I'm not too keen on it though. Like the ocean, I've been in the ocean and I held on to a fun noodle the entire time. Yeah. Not kidding you. Cause like, the sharks, there's so many creatures. They the can things, come in any direction. Yes. Yes. Things, the things they creep me out. I, I've been in the ocean. I enjoyed it. Just as soon as my mind starts wandering about what might be in there, it creeps me out. And then this one creeps me out a little bit too because there's some there was some stories that it could actually come onto land. Maybe oh, okay. Makes you, All right. Yeah. So there's so nowhere safe. Imagine gotcha. yourself on the rocky lake sh Superior Shore or something. So you see this thing. Okay. It's it's not a person. It's not a fish you recognize. It's not a normal animal you see in the water. How do you feel about going in the water now? Not at all. I'm not, not going all. in. No. Well, today I'm going to tell you about the Mishu Pishu, otherwise known as the underwater panther. All cards on the table. I picked this because of beer. <laughs> uh, so I was similar to my story about uh, getting my butt grabbed in the, the liquor store. Okay. Uh, this is where this took place. I I went there and I was checking out the discount beer as I as I often do. Because mm -hmm. Woodman's has this cool thing where they they buy a lot of different weird ass craft brews, and if something's not selling, they gotta ditch it. So sometimes you get some real high end beer for like a better than like what it should have cost. Three bucks or something for a fifteen dollar four pack. Nice. And this was the case. It was this this beer called Underwater Panther. Uh, <laughs> Your inspiration is amazing. <laughs> We go from the shores of, of Michigan, or of Superior, hold on, <laughs> Lake Superior, to we're at Woodman's buying store. discounted beer. Love it. All right, let's well, keep going. So I, was, I, I saw this beer. I didn't, actually, it was a really boring can. I didn't even really think much of it. Um, it just had a really high alcohol percentage and was a, like a, a triple IPA or something. I was like, hell yeah, for three bucks. Picked this thing out. It sat for a few days. 
And then uh, I don't even remember what it was called because it was just a really boring looking label. Okay. Which I wish they had actually gone cool and put the actual creature on it. Okay. Um, Ooh. But then, so the next day, I'm looking up weird shit, something to do for this podcast, and I come across this uh, thing called the Underwater Panther. Um, or actually, I came across the Mishu Pishu because it didn't even say Underwater Panther yet. Just Mishu Pishu. Because there's different names for this guy. Um, and so I'm sitting there reading about the Mishu Pishu, mm-hmm. cracked a beer, and then I come a little bit further and then I see something that says Underwater Panther. I'm like, why does that sound familiar? Look over, that's the name of the beer. So, okay, all right, so all right. At 10.5% and a weird synchronicity, I figured this is what I would use. As Meant my, to be. My first, yeah, my first one. I just had to. So, uh, it is one of the more interesting water creatures I've come across, in part because it possesses characteristics that are unusual in water. Well, the, fuck yeah, cat and water to begin with. I mean, right? not all of them enjoy that. It's it's been it's referred underwater. to as the water panther or the the underwater panther, the water lynx. Um, I think the in Anishabi and Anishabi crap uh, in Ojibwa. Okay, was, I think because it's the Anishabi covers a, a bunch of different various tribes. I tried to figure out specifically it. There's a lot of tribes that's associated with it. Okay. the Ojibwa, the Cree. Um, anywho, in I believe Ojibwa it. It uh, translates to the Great Lynx. Um, but it's been described as a cross between a large cat and a dragon. Its size yeah. is varied between like the size of a you know large cat or the size of a fucking boat. Depending on the tribe, it's said to have horns like a bison or the paws of a cat, the body of a snake, <laughs> even feathers. <laughs> I'm uh, trying to think of what they could have possibly been seeing in the woods that would, or in the water that kind of would make, you know what I mean? Like, what could be mistaken for something that has horns but looks like a cat? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they did have some wild, uh, they had some big cats yeah. in the area. They spent enough time on the water that, I mean, I don't know. Like, you just kind of start mixing them together at some Were point. saber-toothed tigers at all? Like, you It's know... a deep enough lake that, you know, there could have been... Who knows? Maybe who there knows? was Maybe there was a prehistoric creature that was basically on the way to dying out. Because, I don't know. I mean, even there's even some more recent sightings. But I'll get to that. Okay. Um, all right. It's a... a Native legend. It's really cool. The it's it's a malevolent being as well as a good being. Sometimes, like okay. it's it's often blamed for things that uh, that go bad. Whenever kids go missing. Oh well, yeah, uh, yeah. Is it female too now? Because I know a lot of times when kids go missing, it's a female. <laughs> well, actually, I don't know. I have not actually seen so much of a sex placed on it. Anytime, okay. Any time I've seen their their being like gender pronouns being used. It seems to always be a male. Okay. Because it's kind of this malevolent being. Um, what's pretty cool is it, it's been said that it guards the copper. Oh. Um, oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, like, there's islands in the, in the, like, the area that had some huge copper deposits, so it was said to live there. Okay. Um, no, that starts to make sense because if people so, want to keep shiny material to themselves and they don't want somebody else going around, I would say, like, kids. This yeah. fucking creature that has horns and well, looks like a tiger is gonna eat one you. One of the uh, the legends goes that there was a, a youth who was fishing and had gotten to a, a battle with the Mishapishu. 
and he hit it with his oar and copper fell off he broke off parts of its tail and so he kept it and it was like a, a good good luck charm for the rest of his life he had good <laughs> luck in fishing and in in hunting and stuff so he's said to do that but then also um it said that he downed ships that were trying to steal all the mineral, like all the copper. Mm-hmm. So like when all these Europeans came in and started just trying to strip all the copper away. Yeah, take all the it resources. Was like, it was blamed for it because one of the things that like that there's a sign that there's a Mishu is turbulent weather. So really bad storms, or mm-hmm. specifically like bursts of bad storms, just squalls that come on real fast. It's said to be them, and there's a lot of shipwrecks that they claim. Oh yeah. Where the that he's the victims up in uh, you said uh, Lake Superior, the, right? Lake, yeah, mostly Lake Superior. There's been weird sightings. Like I think Lake Erie, I came across one, and that was one of the most recent. That one was like in the early 2000s. And see, the location does make a lot of sense though, because with it being an offshoot from the ocean, and it, the fact that it's so deep and it has ocean-like tendencies for an inland lake, you know, a lake that. Could, you know, there could have been some really, you know, fantastical kind of creatures there in there. There could be. And yeah. also, the fact that some of them have him with paws and he can get out of the water and stuff. I mean, I'll have to find a picture for you. Um, but, uh, that he can go between different bodies of water. It makes it fascinating. And actually, one, like, even smaller bodies of water, they're always like, ooh, it's a little scary. So when people are crossing it or, like, want to, um tread on the on the waves yeah. they sprinkle tobacco it's said to be an offering oh uh, i like that yeah. next time i see someone smoking in a boat i'm gonna smack it out of their mouth and see it's an offering right <laughs> we don't want no water Throw panthers coming to get us in the water <laughs> we're not having no mishu-pishus coming after us <laughs> right Let's find Funny. find you. Wow, that was an interesting picture. It was. Uh, it looked like a, a puma with a fin, like a dragon fin, down its back, and it had some dragon-like horns. Yeah, there's some wild pictures. I love that it's so varied. Like, there's so many. Like, I like this one where it's basically these giant sea serpent things. It, th- these faces look kind of dog-like to me. Yeah, it and does. They're look- like the size of a like I don't know 15th century battle ship <laughs> yeah a pirate ship is definitely like around they they couldn't fit on there for sure yes <laughs> and they're That's like amazing. squirting water at it uh, let's find just some squirting uh, water I, squirt, I would hope that, oh my this god this one's like derpy I don't I don't really get that one that one uh, looks like it belongs with the Loch Ness Monster or something like that yeah these guys got some huge ass tails, have teeth, and shooting these weird things. Oh, it. So, has there been any recent sightings on this thing, or they're mostly older? the The one recent one I came across was someone giving their their story. I couldn't find a written account of it, okay. but it was someone giving their their story on another podcast, and it was like Lake Erie, and really it was. It was so dark. I, I didn't really include much about that because it was so dark they, like, barely saw anything. It gotcha. It looked like a large serpent, and they had heard stories themselves um, about some of these things. But the uh, the first European in- introduction was this guy, Father 
Paul de June on the shores of Lake Superior. Right? I couldn't. I think that's how you say it. He's a preacher, so you gotta believe him. Right? They never <laughs> tell you weird, fantastical stories. Not to but, scare anybody or, uh, you know, manipulate people. Right. And, oh, I didn't write down the date for this guy. Um, but I think it was, uh, I want to say in like the 16, 1700s. Um, it was early European exploration into the area but he was watching some fishermen fish and on some really turbulent water and they pulled up this thing and this is another one where the, the description is so weird it was about a meter and a half long with lizard like body and the head of a turtle and it upset the fishermen so much that they quickly threw it back and later that night they told the guy that it was this creature the Mishupishu and it was it would cause terrible storms that would take out fishermen and whatnot. Uh, and they released it because they hoped uh, they would escape its wrath. Maybe they threw a pack of cigarettes with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, it's just starting to make me think of like white trash. It's like throw well, a pack of cigarettes not necessarily at it. too. I mean, on on all the the uh, reservations, you get cigarettes super cheap. <laughs> Uh, then there was a site. Like, it's like Dave Chappelle when he'd be like, the cops are always like, sprinkle some crack on there. Like, <laughs> sprinkle some cigarettes over there. <laughs> so, then there was a man near Duluth, which, is that on Superior? I'm trying to remember. I should I think Duluth, Michigan. So it might be on the UP. That's kind of, yeah. I think so. Yeah, that might be. Mm. I don't know. Either way, it's kind of all the Great Lakes. But anyway, it was 1897. This dude fell overboard while yachting. And uh, okay. the creature had grabbed him and squeezed him, constricted him like a snake. It's apparently squeezed him so hard that his eyes are bulging, and he thought he was going to pop. Normally, I just make fun of this yachting guy. <laughs> Say he's probably drunk. But apparently, there were like three other passengers on board that witnessed it. Uh, there are still some occasional sightings, like the one I told you about. There was a guy, I watched a video of him explaining his... Uh, Those guys were having rough sex, and that's why they're all lying about it. No. Eyes bulging. <laughs> they were like, dude, we gotta come up with an explanation of how this fucking happened, man. Like, I think the dude just fell over got tangled in some <laughs> seaweed. And they were probably all drunk on absinthe. <laughs> uh, oh, and Duluth is actually in Minnesota. I would have... Correct, oh, I said Michigan. Yeah, and I was going to say, that's kind of... I couldn't remember. Anywho, uh, there's a guy who saw it from the shore in 1977. His uh, his rambling story is kind of fun. It's just old man tales, basically. Um, Those are always yeah. the best. I love old man tales. It's fun. It's Overall, this is a fun... Sure, he's malevolent. He's going to cause some storms, but if you uh, don't take his copper, mm. give him some smokes... He's, oh my god, he's Ricky. Comes up to your boat. Smokes! Smokes! No! Come on! Fucking smokes. Uh, Don't take his copper. That sounds like Ricky, too. Don't take his shit. No. Yeah, don't <laughs> take trailer copper. Park boys. He does have one enemy, and it's the Thunderbird, which what I've read a little fuck? bit. No. The car! Like, the car! Oh god, I didn't even think of it. Wow, it's Ricky. <laughs> Isn't that what that uh, Cyrus guy drives? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> like a Pontiac Trans Am or somebody or a Thunderbird. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. This Wow. Yeah. And it's up north to that, Canada. The Thunderbird is a eh? pretty interesting character from what I, I get. Oh, yeah. Most of this is Canada. Canada, um, eh? <laughs> Just like Yeah, Ricky. there's actually some, uh, <laughs> some cliff 
are some some petroglyphs that you can see here at this park. Uh, uh, show me the pictures. Come on. Um, Agawa rock pictures, huh? Yeah, the Agawa pictographs, but it won't show me. Let's see. Um, oh, here we oh, go. Oh, I see yeah, a little see, pictograph. This, these, That's nice. These are from about the uh, like 17th, 18th century. It looks like Pluto, but he's got like spikes down his back. Pluto from Disney. Uh, or, Pluto or, in his punk face. Yeah, yes, yes. It's the just spikes. a punk face dog. That's what it looks like. <laughs> it's got these big old horns. Oh, and see, I was thinking that was more like a uh, nose going up kind of a thing. Oh, but yeah, it yeah, is horns. Yeah. I can see on that side, it looks a little... I yeah, gotcha. a boat with a bunch of people. And he's like, so there's got to be what? It looks like there's six people in that boat. And, and way bigger. He's like way bigger than the boat. From the size of the people, he looks to be about like one person is the size of his legs. So that guy, in this story, he's pretty massive. In other stories, he's like the size of a dog. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty rad. All in all, I gotta say I do like this guy. He protects natural resources. Well, yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot one more fun story. Okay. So, along with the natives, like I said, he was a cautionary tale. Um, they would use it to scare children from going out on the ice. Okay. Playing near the water when they shouldn't be. But there's a game that some people had observed kids playing called Mishu Pishu, where one person is the, the beast, okay. and he has to grab his friends and throw them in the water to, oh. to drown them. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes. So, I like him. He protects natural resources. He's pretty green. Uh, he scares children and squeeze yachting bros. <laughs> And someone named a strong-ass beer after him. Hell so. yeah. Win, 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 win. Hell yeah. Yeah, so that's my story for today. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed our stories. I mean... We'll be back again to tell you more. For any questions or comments, you can find us at Mysteries Inc. on Instagram. Thank you.